This game against Alcorn is a pivotal matchup for Prairie View because with this win, it goes a long way to solidifying that they win the SWAC West. Oh yeah, it's locked on HBCU. Play my music. Our locked on HBCU. Your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one. Daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. The Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports Editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day every day. Now, remember not to end your journey just because the mic cuts off. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives right there. I'm good with it now, guys. On my YouTube side, I don't think I've missed a point in like five tries. I'm pretty proud of myself. But make sure you follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. And today's episode of Locked on HBCU is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up today on underdogfantasy.com. And remember, if you use the promo code LOCKED, on you will get your first deposit doubled up to a hundred dollars so make sure you go ahead and do that and we're going to get into our game of the week it's prairie view versus all corn because these stakes are high specifically for the team in texas prairie view a and m but i want to get into the star of this game it's jarvie and howard i usually try to start with a quarterback we don't even have a quarterback matchup but we do have Howard, and he's probably the biggest name. He's the biggest player that is in this matchup. And we're going to talk about who has to stop him on Alcorn, or excuse me, on Prairie View. And for Prairie View, it's going to be two men. And usually when you have a running back in this capacity, you're not, you're not going to have a one-on-one -on -one matchup a lot of times. Maybe you have a stud linebacker on the other side that you want to talk about stopping them but for the most part if that isn't the case it's going to be multiple players and i'm looking at two players in specific and that's Keyshawn johnson and then also jesse evans the two linebackers who get this done in completely different ways johnson has seven and a half tackles for a loss while evans has ten and a half both of these players very effective at this point you're eight games in seven and a half tackles for a loss ten and a half tackles for a loss those are both really good numbers that's nearly well that's 18 even between the two when you add the half right so it's not as if they're not used to penetrating but they do this in different ways see when you look at johnson johnson's an off-ball linebacker evans is an on-ball linebacker so he's always going to be going forward right and of course, let me not say always, but for the most part, 95% of the time, he'll be going forward. Now, if the running back goes left and he's on the, he goes to the offense's left and the, he's on the defensive left, of course, he's going to have to run down the line of scrimmage and things of that nature. But for the most part, you know, you're trying to get by this offensive lineman. Wow. Johnson is a little bit different. He's a read and react off ball linebacker. But one thing I noticed in that Southern game is that they did have him blitz quite a bit. I saw it quite a bit, him blitzing, and he was very effective. He's explosive. You see it both when he's blitzing and also when he's running sideline to sideline. I would probably blitz him. I would blitz him a lot like we did early in the in the uh, Southern game, right? 
If you're if you're PV, I think that blitzing Johnson allows him to get to the line of scrimmage and get his hands on Howard quicker. So that's what I would do. That's the smart move to me because I want to make sure that I'm hitting Howard in the backfield. I don't want him getting any steam. He's only 200 pounds, but man, he's a big 200. Like I was watching him in, I think might've been the Alcorn Southern game. So Southern just a common thread here, but he's a big solid 200. You know, I, I didn't expect him to be that big, but another thing that Johnson is going to have to watch out for is he going to have to make sure that he has gap discipline because improper gap discipline is exactly what Howard is looking for. He's looking for linebackers, maybe overreading. He's looking for linebackers trying to guess. He's looking for linebackers to try to play, play hero ball and not be in the gap that they're supposed to be in because if he's not in that gap, guess what? Howard's a home run hitter and he's going to see the crease and he's going to hit it and he's going to zoom. That's all, you, that's all you need. All he needs is one spot and he can zoom. It's just that simple. So then the other thing that I wanted to get into, the second storyline, or excuse me, the second matchup, is the Prairie View wide receivers versus the Alcorn wide receivers. And I know both of these teams are coming in wanting to run the ball. I think they'll both have success running the ball. But they're both going to want to run the ball. Passing is like the secondary thing on their mind, if that, right? It's only two options, so they have to be secondary. But if they could choose to not have it be secondary... I believe that that's what they would do. So that's how I'm looking at it. That's how far removed it is. However, maybe we need to bring it a little closer to the front of the mind because I think that an explosive play by a wide receiver could really open up this game for whichever team gets it done. Neither one of these teams are big-time passers. Neither one of these teams have prolific receivers. They just don't pass enough for that, right? So when we're talking about making a play, it's not an abundance of yards. They don't have many 100-yard games between the two of them. You can count on half a hand, if I'm not mistaken, how many 100-yard games that each team has together. But if you do it in this game, a game where everybody knows you're trying to run the ball, now the conversation shifts. Now the conversation goes from, oh, this team has to outrun the other team to, well, you just made this play that opened up a big play or maybe even open up some running lanes for Howard or runs it open up some running lanes for the running threats of Prairie View that's what we're going that we're going to get into. Then you look at the trenches, which is our last matchup, because all of this really comes down to the running game. Right. Because even these wide receiver play, they're not going to be your main source of offense. I think that Aaron Allen can sling it. I've seen Conley sling it. Allen, I've seen them open up the passing game a little bit more than PV has, but we'll get into that. But it all comes back down to the trenches because the trenches are going to have to open up the holes for the running backs to run through. Let me tell you a little something about PV. Prairie View played Texas Southern. I hated that this happened, and I really dogged my alma mater because of how it happened, but I'll bring it back up now. Prairie View once played a game where they only had six passing attempts. Not only did they play in that game, they won that game. And that tells me two things. One, they are very comfortable coming into a game with absolutely no plan to pass. They are okay with that. Secondly, not only are they okay with it, they feel like they can effectively get it done. Two completely different things. Two completely different things, but they can have both. They're okay going through it, and they know that they can win in I don't care who you are or who you're going against. If your opponent knows what you're going to do and you still beat them at it, you're pretty good at that thing. It's just that simple. 
So, um, and then Alcorn, they're a little bit more active than PV, but they still don't really pass the ball much. They are a 61% pass team, I mean run team. So they are a run heavy. They're run first. That's what they're going to do. And with all of these things, you have to make sure that you are blocking. If you're not blocking, it's done for, period. I don't care how good your, your running backs are. I don't, good, I don't care how good of a running threat your quarterback is. If you're not blocking, you're just not going to be able to run successfully on a team that knows that you're running. It's just that simple. And going forward, we're going to have two storylines. But before we get into that, I want to tell you about Underdog Fantasy because it is the easiest way to spice up your college experience. You're sitting there chilling, watching the game, but let's put some money down on the game and not just who's going to win because we can all do that. But what about the stats? Is the quarterback going to have over 250 passing yards? Do we think the running back goes over under 79 rushing yards? Wide receiver. It's things of that nature. You can pick two to five players, and it's available in 30 states. It's very, very easy. And because you were locked on, because you're down with the mouth of the South, I'm going to give you a little bit of inside information. If you go to underdogfantasy.com or the app on the Google and Apple Play Store, or excuse me, Google Play and Apple Store, then you can use the promo code Locked On, and they will double double your deposit up to a hundred dollars. So if you deposit a hundred, they're gonna give you a hundred back. Fifty, they're gonna give you fifty back. You go, you deposit one on one, not gonna work. So make sure you deposit a hundred dollars and get it back. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest way to spice up your college football season. As we keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day every day. And remember, for your second listen of the day, make sure that you are checking out Locked on Sports Today with Peter Bukowski, who is bringing you the national news with the local experts because they know better than the national people. It's just that simple. You get the same news, but with more detailed breakdowns. So go ahead and talk to them. So today's word of the day is is rapscallion and it means or it refers to someone who causes trouble trouble often in a mischievous way i want to talk about our storylines because i almost made this the opening segment because i know there's probably quite a few people who are saying why are you still including all corn in a game of the week why would you do that they haven't been good. They lost three games in a row. Why are you still shining a light on them when you have a game like North Carolina Central versus Howard? Why would you do that? And I'm going to tell you. And it all comes down to who they're facing. This ain't about Alcorn at all. This is all about Prairie View. And it's the fact that they are playing for the division. And the reason I was going to make this the first thing is because I didn't want you guys to be guessing. However, going 2-3-1 just was ugly to me. I preferred 3-2-1. It just, it was natural, Okay. Either I was going to go 3-2-1 or 1-2-3. You pick your poison. Either way, number two is in the middle. So you, we were going to have to wait to after the first break. But we're here now. But I wanted to say this because this has absolutely nothing to do with Alcorn. It has all to do with Prairie View because the situation has arose. I've said it. I said it, uh, I said it, I think, maybe two, three weeks ago. Prairie View needed to win out, and they just needed Jackson State to beat Alcorn and Southern. Well, guess what? Jackson State don't need to beat Alcorn because enough people have done that for them. However, Jackson State did beat Southern. So with that being said, you are in full control. 
You have all the leverage. If you beat Alcorn, you're good. Let me tell you who you have after this. You have UAPB and you have Mississippi Valley State. You're not supposed to look for it, but I don't play. So I'm going to look for it. Prairie View, after this game, has University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff and Mississippi Valley State. If PV is who we think they are, who we think they are, the hardest part about this game, or these two games, is that it'll be on the road. Not the talent level. If they are who we think they are, that will be the case. Now, you have to finish this game, and then you have to go ahead and go with two more easy games in the season. Just don't lose this game. It's like I said, you're here. You're in the situation where Alcorn is lost, where Southern has already lost to Jackson State, and all you have to do is beat Alcorn. Then you got two easy games. And I know a lot of people will ask me, well, we'll mount to the South. Alcorn ain't look like nothing. So why, why don't you just say it's three easy games to end the season? Why don't you say that for Prairie View? And I hear you. 100%, you valid. I get why you would say that. However, the reason I distinguish, because I think there's a difference between Alcorn, Mississippi Valley State, and, Alabama, or and Arkansas Pine Bluff. And the clear difference to me is that Alcorn has shown they had it. And that brings the second storyline. Will Alcorn ever bounce back? Those other two teams, they ain't have it. Mississippi Valley State never had it. You know? UAPB ain't never have it. That's why they don't have a coach now, because they ain't have it. It's just that simple. I want to see if Alcorn gets the groove back, because at one point we had expectations. I've been ragging on Alcorn for the last two days. They were a disappointment. I've talked about how they're down there with Mississippi Valley State and UAPB. But the thing is, they have shown me at some point that they can compete. They showed me that they can compete with SFA. They showed me that they can compete with Southern. And that's all I need because in a way, this is a test game. Alcorn might be a bad team. They very well could be a bad team. And there's teams who beat bad teams and then they lose to good teams. But if you're playing competitive, you're just not that good. You ain't trash, you're just not that good. But if you out here getting whooped, and I ain't here for moral victory, but if you out here getting whooped, you a bad team. That's just what it is. You can beat bad teams. You might be the best of the bad, but you're bad still. Like I remember back in the day, I used to be I used to be on 2K like a bug, right? But I sucked. I was trash. And I would tell people, I'd be like, bro, you suck. You are trash. He'd be like, I could beat you. I would look them dead in their eye. That don't mean nothing. I suck too. Like, come on. I'm terrible. And you talking about beating me? So being the best of the bad don't mean nothing. It just means you the best of bad teams. I'm not here for moral victories or anything of that nature. I'm just saying if Alcorn can play the way that they played against Southern, it at least tells me when having deeper conversations beyond just a record, it tells me that, you know what? Alcorn just ain't competing with the top of the SWAC West. But they ain't at the bottom. I know they lost to Grambling. Maybe that's just a bad game. We have to go with what they've shown us. And just because you lose to the best of the best don't make you bad. It just means you ain't up there with the best of the best. And we'll see that in this matchup on Friday. This game is tonight, guys. If you're listening to it on Friday, this game... <coughs> excuse me. This game is tonight. If you listen to it on Saturday... 
this game probably already happened. But um, as we continue rolling, we're going to have our one key to victory. It's the same for both teams, but they're going to have a different way in how they get it done. As wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I have our key to victory, right? Because if Alcorn wants to be a rapscallion, right? That was our word of the day. If they want to be a rapscallion and kind of rain on the PV parade and put them in a situation where they're now having to play catch up, you have distance on Southern. You just got to win this game, get through this game. I This feels more like a trap game than the others. I, maybe it's because I have more belief in Alcorn than the others, but that's what it feels like to me, right? So if you don't want them to rain on your parade or if you want to rain on their parade, it goes both ways. All you have to do is run the ball. Sounds simple, but that's what they're both going to try to do. And I think everybody knows it. Is there anybody who doesn't know that Prairie View wants to run the ball? Is there anybody who doesn't know that Alcorn wants to run the ball? If you don't know, I hope that you're listening to Locked on HBCU. Matter of fact, if you know anybody who attends either of these schools, ask them if they know what the offensive game plan is. If they didn't, show them my face and let them know PV wants to run the ball. Now, if you're talking to somebody from Alcorn, show them my face. Alcorn wants to run the ball. It's that simple. Clearly, the two teams have different types of rushing attacks. So if you look at PV, they got to try They got to make sure that they get their trio going. See, Ahmad Conley, not Ahmad Conley, Trazon Conley, Antoine Ahmad, and then Jaden Stewart, all of them have 75 or more rushing attempts this season. They all run the rock, and they all run the rock really well, and the dimension of having a quarterback in that trio makes it even more interesting because now when they do drop back, you have to watch out for that as well. And that's going to go into the rushing yards, but it's just something more you have to look out for. And then also you have to make sure the quarterback isn't going to keep it because if the quarterback keeps it, then you know it's going to be a problem as well. It's not one of those things where you feel safe crashing down on read options because Conley can always get loose and he can make your defensive backs look silly. He can make your linebackers look silly. This guy is a great runner. But here's the thing. It's kind of funny to me. So Stewart has played six games. Conley has played seven games, and then Ahmad has played eight games. Stewart has the most yards per game, but he obviously has the le he has the least amount of yards. Conley's in the middle, but he has the middle the second most yards per game, but he hasn't played the most games. And then Ahmad, who's played the most game, actually has the least yards per carry or yards per game, but he has the most yards because he played the most games. And it's funny because when you go just yards per game and take out the injuries because if you take out the total yards and just break it down to each game they played it goes Stewart Conley Ahmad in that order in that order and then also in the swag so that's four five and six no it's five six seven leading rushes in a swag now on the other side you have one number one you have Jarvian Howard he is the leading rusher you have the leading rusher and the team that has the most rushing yards. This is going to be very interesting. High level running here. But here's something that you should note is that Mississippi, not Mississippi Valley, but excuse me, Alcorn, they allow 140 yards, 150 yards per game. 
Prairie View runs for 240. They're number one. Like I said, they run for 240. Prairie View allows 180 per game. Alcorn runs about 180. So that's the magic number. We'll look at 182. We'll look at this. Come back. If you watch the game before or after this, come back and comment how many rushing yards that Alcorn has. Because the over under is set at 182 and a half. There we go. I made my own line. I made my own line, doggone it. But that's what it is. And that's the magic number because they both allow or gain around that number. And then for PV rushing, they get about 90 yards more than Alcorn allows on an every game basis. So something has to crack there as well. But this should be very fun to watch. They're both middle of the pack rushing defenses, but it's just 40 yards that separate them. So they're middle of the pack, but it's still a good amount of distance in between the two i cannot wait to see which team folds remember to let me know you're over under 182 and a half rushing yards for all corn state you taking the over you taking the under let me know if the game hasn't happened which one you're taking and if the game has happened let me know if you were right but i also want to go quick hits around the hbcu real quick uh fort valley state versus albany state major game Virginia Union versus Virginia State, major game. I need Virginia Union to come out and make a statement. Yes, this team has been so exciting that I believe they deserve to be in the playoffs. This game is going to go a long way. A statement win here when you know you're probably not going to make it into the conference championship unless Chowan loses. I think this is a pivotal game for them. And then also Mississippi Valley State got their first win of the game or of the season last night versus Alabama A&M. So I can't say that they're they're winless anymore, uh, FAMU, uh, Alcorn. They now have one extra win to their opponent's schedule. So that should be fun, man. That's our quick hits around HBCU games you need to look out for. And then also a game that just transpired. Now, for your second listen of the day, please go check out Peter Bukowski on Locked On Sports today. That man is doing it big. So make sure you are checking him out in the meantime in between time if you're looking for me you can find me on twitter at south exclusives probably talking about this game until the next time that we hear each other family take care stay blessed peace